Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. My name's Lorena and this is The Pooch. Welcome to episode eight. We're at episode eight. That's pretty exciting. But once again, it's been a couple of weeks since my last episode. We're getting there. I need a system. I need a way to plan ahead and make sure that I am consistent in recording these podcasts. And I'm saying this out loud in the podcast because it's something that I need to go ahead and do. It is tricky. And I think that's, I guess, the nature of mum life is actually trying to do something for yourself and plan and organize and be structured in your time and thinking that that's all going to fall into place when reality is that shit happens and you know the last two weeks have involved a whole bunch of good fun things and also you know a sick toddler I've been sick myself so anyway we're here now we're at episode eight and today I want to cover a bit more about our identity been talking a bit about identity in the last few episodes but I thought I'd list a few things that I think are the reasons we struggle when it comes to our identity and what it means to be a mum in our society. But as usual, I'm going to start off with a pet peeve. Okay, so this pet peeve is actually one that is a bit deeper than my normal pet peeves. They tend to be like, oh, don't spill you know, coffee on my baby. Don't hand a drink over my baby's head. This one is about when you're sharing a struggle as a mum or as a parent, and you're sharing it with someone who is not in your shoes, maybe right now, maybe they never have been, or maybe they have been at some point in time. But the response to you sharing your struggle, you know, I'm really struggling to sleep, or I'm really, you know, finding it hard to get organized, or whatever it might be, is to basically say, well, I guess that's part of being a mum. I've heard that a bit in my in my time, <laughs> in my two years of being a mum, two and a bit years of being a mum. And to me, if you really break it down, it's a little bit dismissive. Actually, it's very dismissive. And it's kind of a skip and a hop away from saying, well, you chose to have kids, so don't complain, in my view. So if I'm saying, you know, I'm really struggling to sleep because you know, I, have a, I have a newborn, let's say, and someone says like, oh, well, I guess that's part of being a mum. To me, that's just saying, well, you know, it just comes, it's, it's part of the nature of what you're doing. So why are you saying anything about it? The interesting thing for me is that nobody says that to someone who is, let's say, having a relationship struggle, right? You sit with a friend and you go, you know, I'm really struggling to understand my partner or we're struggling to get time to spend with each other. No one turns around and says, oh, well, I guess that's part of being in a relationship. In other words, you chose to be in your situation. So, oh, oops, your problem, not mine. 
to kind of address. Um, no one says that to people who own property. No one says, you know, when you're kind of scraping your your last few coins together to make ends meet because you've got yourself in some debt and you're trying to pay off a mortgage, nobody will say to you when you're like, I'm really struggling, like I really need, you know, to work something out with my financial situation. No one will say to you, oh, well, I guess that's part of owning a house. No, people have the time to listen to you. No one says that to people who are studying. You know, someone who loses sleep because they've got an exam in the next week and is really struggling to, you know, get a meal together because they've just spent all their time dedicated to studies or they're, you know, they're really not coping for whatever reason. No one turns around and says to them, oh, well, you know, I guess that's part of being a student. No, people take the time to listen. I think it's kind of got the underlying tone of like suck it up you know, stop complaining, you chose to have kids, especially when it's underlined with the fact that you're in a position that's fortunate. A lot of people cannot be in the position that you're in. So it's really just a way of shutting people down. And for me, there's a huge problem there because it comes back to that inability to freely express struggles without it cancelling out the fact that you do love your kid. Obviously, you love being a parent to your kid, but it's the hardest freaking job in the world. If you're listening, chances are you are most likely in a situation where you've had kids, um, not everyone, but most likely. And to me, you know, you know what that feels like when you're trying to say it's hard and I just need someone to hear me out, maybe offer a solution, maybe not, maybe just offer an ear or maybe not make me feel like I'm the only one in this situation because that's a huge problem to me when it comes to struggling as a mum. Struggling as a new mum is that feeling alone completely and when people just dismiss you and go oh well I guess that's part of being a mum to me that's just yeah like I said it's a way of saying suck it up I don't think it's very nice um, and in no other situation where people struggle do people say that so that is my pet peeve for today so back to identity struggles and the reasons we struggle I've listed a few and the first is that we are isolated a big reason we struggle with who we are as a mum is due to isolation. Our identity as a human being is mostly, I guess, put together because we are around other people. Imagine, you know, when you're a kid or remember when you're a kid, you're growing up around other people. You compare yourself to other people. We kind of form who we are based on our social circles, right? Our views on things, we're challenged, our, our thinking, our abilities are challenged, our preferences are formed based on what we experience in the world around us. We really gain, an, gain a sense of identity based on the people that we're surrounded by. And the moment you become a mum, you become very isolated, partly due to the nature of just, you know, lacking sleep. Your waking times are completely different to everybody else's. You um, have a lot of need to be, you know, in a, in a space, in a home, quiet by yourself or with by yourself with the baby or with your partner and the baby. But it's very much a very lonely thing. Um, you're removed from the freedom of going to work or going to the shops, just so simply um, connecting with other adults, connecting with other people around you, really sharing ideas. And, and it's just a, a complete warp of your normal reality. But primarily it's due to being isolated um, and, and again, it's because we form a sense of who we are because of the people around us. So the moment we become a mum, we kind of lose that, like, who the hell am I? Because I, I have this whole new whole new role that I play in my life, but I'm forming that identity more or less on my own. 
The next reason we struggle with our identity, and this one was really funny. I did a Google search about what does a good mum mean, um, just to get an idea from, you know, just from the internet, what what people think about a good mum, mostly, you know, in, in societies like the ones that we live in. And I found, interestingly, I found a few blogs and I don't know if they were written by mums. Maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe these mums had a sense of like, oh, I better really make note of what a good mum is so that I feel like one myself. I'm not sure. But there were basically a list of qualities that a good mum has. And when you read through this list, it's really interesting because this is, they're very much things that society thinks for sure. You can tell, you know, you, when this list completely resonated with what I used to think made a good mum, but interestingly, a lot of the qualities are conflicting. So it's so fucking complicated (laughs) to form a sense of what am I, if I'm not achieving these things, does that mean that I'm not a good mum? And what does it even mean to be a mum in the first place? So a few of these things that I read were, okay, so someone who's really patient, someone who's really calm, consistent, um, forgiving, completely organized, friendly, that was interesting, (laughs) but fierce, um, fiercely protective, knowledgeable, I don't know how the hell you're supposed to be knowledgeable about something you've never done before, but okay. Brave, healthy, hardworking, fun and available. And these were just a few in the one blog and there's, there's, there was heaps, but these were list, literally listed side by side. And I'm sitting here looking at this list going, okay, you want me to be calm and fierce at the same time? You want me to be hardworking, consistent, but also fun and available? Being fun means, in my mind, being flexible and, you know, having to change things just at the drop of a hat, which is impossible to do when you have to be on top of things, be completely organized and be caring for a baby, a a newborn, um, let alone a toddler and managing all aspects of life. So, um, no, I'm not always calm. And that makes me feel like I'm not a good mum. It questions, it makes me question like, what the hell am I doing? It makes me feel completely lost in my identity as a mum. I'm not consistent. Absolutely not. I, I don't know. There is nothing about me at this point in my life that feels less consistent or less organized than like, I don't know if that even made sense, but there is nothing about me that is consistent or organized. Um, and that sense of what the hell am I doing? Again, based on the fact that you see people around you who seem to have their shit together is why we struggle as mums. Qualities like saying hardworking, calm, patient, to me, you know, they they kind of throw out this idea that you can switch off and you can, you know, address your mental health needs. For example, just like, I don't know, lock yourself in the toilet for 20 minutes or, you know, sit on the couch while, while your baby's napping or watching something, just sit on the couch and have a moment to yourself. That automatically makes you feel like you're not hardworking, which makes you then question, am I a good mum? These, I mean, so problematic to have blogs out there that literally list these qualities that are impossible to achieve in the one human body at the one time. Also to me, very shaming of people who have a human experience of motherhood and a human experience of like, how the hell am I supposed to know what I'm doing if I've never done this shit before? Honestly, it is the one job in the world where you have no training, 
no mentors. Yes, okay, you've got met people have done it around you before, but they themselves learnt on the job. So no one is an expert really. And you're expected to just completely or you feel that you're expected to just have it all in order um, to be completely knowledgeable about being a mum. All I know is about my kid and I'm still learning. She's two and a bit and I'm still learning about her every day. And I'm learning about myself as a mum every day. There are things that I thought I would do and I thought I would think before I became a mum that are just so far from who I am now. There are things that a year ago I was like, by the time she's two, I'll definitely be doing, feeling and thinking these things. And I was completely off the mark. So it's literally complicated when you literally have social ideals of what a good mum should be that none of us can achieve. So the next one is about the expectations of others. And a little while ago, I put a question box on my Instagram stories and I asked people, you know, what do they struggle with when it comes to being a mum? And a lot of the responses that I got had to do with, and obviously this is my reality as well, is the expectations of others in terms of once you're a mum, there are certain things you can't do. And this to me sounds like such an obvious topic, but I feel like maybe that's something that a lot of people don't realize, um, that once you're a mum, you know, what are you doing socializing? Don't you have anything better to be doing, like looking after your kid? Um, what are you doing dressing in a certain way? There's certain ways that apparently as a mum you can dress, especially if you're lucky enough like me to have a pooch. There are things you can and cannot show anymore, apparently. Um, talking in a certain way, swearing, yelling, you know, um, being kind of sexual when you speak about things, joking in a way that is not PG is, is seen as strange coming out of the mouth of a mum. These things all have to do with expectations of others. Um, and a good friend of mine put a really awesome comment and that was about having to feel somewhat accomplished now that you have a child, now that you've achieved motherhood. So this sense that, you know, now that, um, now that I'm a mum, now that, you know, I've achieved what my, you know, I guess my, a big dream of mine, which was to have a baby, um, everything else that goes out the window, there's no other part of me that could possibly need fulfilling now that I have fulfilled motherhood. The next reason we struggle is that our emotional and physical needs are literally dismissed uh, the moment we become a mum. I find that really interesting um, in a few ways. So the first one is that often people don't ask how you are anymore because they're very interested in the baby. And I know that I 100% did that before having a kid myself. You know, when I used to even go to things like baby showers, it'll always be about what the baby needs. And, you know, once someone becomes a new mum, it's, you know, the, the focus is straight away on the baby and they're kind of, their experience in the process is dismissed. Maybe it's natural. I don't know. I used to do it myself, but that is a huge reason we struggle with our identity because we're no longer kind of the star of the show in our own lives anymore. Uh, that also is true with compliments. You know, I, it's, it's such a different experience for me now that I've had a kid because obviously I've got this cute little baby around me. The compliments don't go as much to me anymore, which is absolutely fine. I love that people give my baby compliments, but that is a, a change in my reality. Um, my health needs are ignored or our health needs are ignored as mothers. And I don't know if many people have had the same experience as me, but after you've had a baby and you go to just the local GP for the six-week checkup, um, now, in my case, I had an emergency caesarean. 
I wasn't feeling very well put together. Two years later, I still don't feel very well put together. I'm trying really hard now. I'm upping my game with exercise. I'm doing a few more Pilates classes. I'm really trying to build my core. But at six weeks postpartum, when I was surely still not healed on the inside for sure, my checkup was so brief and so dismissive and I honestly felt like it was just a routine quick thing to tick a box to say that I had been checked to then give basically give me permission or the go ahead to drive a car. And that was the last time. Obviously, I've had um, paps. Oh, I don't know what paps music called anymore, but obviously I've had those since then. And I've, you know, I've, I've myself taken charge in terms of looking after my health. Um, however, when it comes to just the system of caring for a new baby and a new mum, that my experience was quite dismissive of me. Um, so my physical needs had been dismissed, even though I feel that I had quite an extreme surgery. Um, I've never been in hospital before, so going in for an emergency cesarean was a big deal for me. Um, so that's, that's, you know, to me, when your emotional and physical needs are dismissed, your the concerns for your emotional well-being are not really there either even from a medical standpoint because you've just had a baby so obviously you're going to have the blues obviously you're going to be tired obviously you're going to be there's i i guess a lot of emotional things may get dismissed because a lot of mums experience them so it's kind of like well that's once again part and parcel of being a mum as opposed to how you actually doing how you actually coping with this entirely new existence that you have jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 
Another reason that we struggle with our identity is basically just seeing others around us accomplish what we currently can't. Um, I I feel like ordinarily we all move forward with our accomplishments in different ways at a different pace, but we're all tracking forward. But the one thing that really puts a complete halt in your your life, whether it's um, intellectually, whether it's career-wise, whether it's your, you know, Um, physical health goals, whatever it might be, you know, it might be um, that you want to start a business or whatever it might be. The one thing that really puts a complete stop on that is having a baby because there's literally nothing that you can do with your time that's not about the baby. And obviously as time goes by, things start to change. I'm here recording a podcast right now, but there is no way I would have had the chance to do it with a newborn. And I'm sure there are people out there, to be honest, I'm sure that there are people out there who do that. Obviously there are, you know, um, there are people who are, you know, sharing their lives on, on online. There are people who write blogs. There are, you know, many people who share their experiences straight after they have a baby. Um, influencers do it all the time, but the reality of their circumstances is absolutely not that they're literally doing that simultaneously simultaneous to being a mum 24-7 in that moment. They have the help that you can't see, 100% guaranteed, because it is actually impossible. But what I'm saying here is that when we see people around us accomplish things, once again, like get a step forward in their in their career or in their education or whatever it might be, when our life is currently on standstill, it's really hard when it comes to your identity. I really really struggled at first to the point that I've mentioned in another podcast, I signed up to do a course, a Bachelor of Health Science actually, and my baby wasn't sleeping yet and I literally had no time to do it. I was I was so stressed about this course. It was I was crying about it all the time while and I was, you know, I don't know if anyone else has felt this, but to me, when you're hurrying to try and put your baby to sleep, the baby knows. Like my daughter, if I'm in a hurry, if I'm like, she needs to get to sleep quickly so that I can go and do this other thing. Those are the moments that will take me forever to put her to sleep. She can feel my energy. I don't know if it's my heart racing. I don't know what it is, but she can feel it. And that is when she's electric and won't get to sleep. So these times, like I literally did it to myself because I had this complex about the fact that my life was on standstill or it felt like it was on standstill because I was not able to progress in skill, knowledge, career, etc. at that point in time. And that really knocked my identity out. The next one is another obvious one. I've spoken about it before, but it's seeing unrealistic images and ideals all around us about what it should be or should feel like to be a mother. Um, the stories that are told to us, whether again from you know people that have done it before, online, wherever we wherever we get our stories from, we're hearing about people who've had these much smoother experiences than than what they probably really did. Um, but it sounds to us like this ideal that's un, that seems to be unreachable for us because they're impossible expectations. Motherhood portrayed um, in a way that is not real leads to thinking, you know, why am I not able to achieve these things? What is wrong with me? And then we start to challenge ourselves, our identity, question what, who we are as mums versus who we are as people overall. And the last reason I think we struggle with our identity Um, is because we no longer use our time for ourselves. And I, I think we tend to base a lot of our identity on what we spend our time doing. 
um, now that all our time is spent doing parenty things, and trust me, I am the least mumsy type of person there is on the planet, and that has been a real struggle for me because I don't I don't think of myself as a mum above all other things. I know I am one, and I couldn't love my daughter more if I tried. I am absolutely insanely crazy about her and I love being her mum but when I'm just looking at thinking about my own sense of self the first thing that comes to my mind is not motherly it's not that I'm a mum and I don't you know I don't yeah I just don't paint myself in that picture first that's one of the things that I am but there's so much more to me and I'm in the peak of my struggle like I'm in the peak of who the hell am I Um, But I think part of it is because we spend our time no longer on doing things for ourselves. So all our time, like I said, is spent doing mum-like activities, um, which may change our whole sense of our whole reality of who we are. Um, And I think that's partly because we might, I guess, describe ourselves based on – describe features of our personality based on the activities that we're doing. So you could think of, you know, someone saying, for example, I used to be creative because I used to spend so much time doing art. Maybe someone who's like really into painting, let's say I used to spend all this time painting and now I'm no longer, I'm no longer doing that. So I'm not really creative. Or I used to be a party animal because I used to go out every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Um, I used to be really into nature because I used to go on so many bushwalks a week and spend all this time at the beach and whatever it might be. And so these kind of characteristics of being creative, party animal, person who's into nature, they tend to kind of go away because we're no longer doing those activities anymore. Um, and I just think that that, that is a real confusion that we kind of experience because I used to, for example, be massively into makeup right and I still enjoy it like crazy I just don't do it at the moment and I may never or I may totally get into it again Um, I was very much into makeup to the point that I made it a a side business for myself I was um, doing makeup as a job um, doing you know weddings and formals and I and I absolutely fell in love with it I also had my own YouTube channel and I was doing makeup tutorials and I had my kit and I had it all there and I was spending time learning about it, perfecting it, doing something creative. I love art. I love painting and I was doing that stuff all the time and that's no longer part of my reality. It may become at some point, but at the end of the day, the way I describe myself now doesn't include that passion because I'm no longer doing that with my time. But... What we need to be conscious of is the fact that we are, yes, obviously filling our time with something else and those parts of our personality right now, it's not that they're not there. It's not that we're not who we always have been. It's just that we're not able to fulfill those things right now, which then to me starts to kind of push me to think, well, you know what, if that's part of who I am and if I really am struggling with my identity, maybe I need to find a way and I know it's easier said than done. I of all people know this, but maybe I need to find a way to start to slowly fulfill those parts of myself again when I'm able to make time. Maybe I need to start prioritizing those things because they make me feel whole again. Maybe if I'm if I'm someone who's always been into nature and I used to fulfill that by going for so many bushwalks, if I have 
an hour that someone can help me out instead of folding the laundry that I do every other minute of the day because that is a never-ending pile of things to do, why don't I just go, you know what, today, just today, I'm not going to do the folding. I'm going to either leave it to somebody else or shove it in a cupboard and not look at it. And I'm going to use that time to go for a little walk around my neighborhood and not look at my phone and look around at the trees and fulfill that nature-loving part of myself. I really think being conscious of that actually helps us paste our identity back together. So those are some of the reasons I think we struggle with our identity. There are many, many more, and I'm sure I'm going to make many more episodes about identity because that's something that the more I think about it, the more I spend time looking into it is something that I think really can help people once we once we understand that it's a huge issue for all of us collectively. And like I say in most of my episodes, and I'm, I'm all about this, experiencing struggles openly because there is nothing more isolating, there is nothing more detrimental to our sense of self than to feel like we're in this on our own um, and that we should be able to do things differently. The unachievable should be achieved by us because everyone else is doing it and that is a crazy thing because nobody is. No one knows what the fuck they're doing. I will say that to you now and I'm going to say it again. We don't know what we're doing, especially first time round especially first time round. We don't know what we're doing. So let's just really like be a bit kinder to ourselves, um, especially when it comes to our identity. And just think about these things because I feel like it'll start, like I said, to help us piece ourselves together again. So like I like to end all my episodes, I have a hack. Um, this one, <laughs> this one I do all the time. And I don't really like to give parenting tips at all. Actually, I'm not going to, but this is more like, it sounds a bit mumsy, this hack, but it really helps me. Um, And that is, especially for those of you that don't have um, snack eating kids yet, when you get there, this is a lifesaver. So snack trays that attach to the pram buy you time. Don't forget that. Snack trays buy you time. Your timing of when you deliver those snacks is crucial in being able to have time to yourself. So you want to try on a pair of shoes? You want to, you need to buy a couple of clothes for yourself. You're going to be in a change room for a bit, ch- trying on clothes. Chewy snacks. Deliver them right when you enter the change room. You've, you've bought yourself at least five to ten minutes before those snacks get to an end. Those trays are the only reason I can get shopping done, the only reason I can get groceries done. You know, you need to rush through Woolies. Don't start dishing out snacks when you've just left the car from the car park. Wait till you get to the entrance of Woolies and then fill those snack trays up like to the top with something crunchy. Don't worry if the pram gets messy. You know, we all do the smack and shake the pram out um, before we chuck it back in the car. Just dump those snack trays full of something crunchy and then go. And I'm making it sound really easy here and I struggle constantly with my shopping. But I'm just saying there is nothing that buys me more time than a snack tray you're welcome. So I'm going to end this by saying, please trust your gut and be kind to your pooch. And thank you once again for all your love and support and have a lovely week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.